Ready? Go. Ready, go! Ready, go! Ready, go! Ready, then! Are you ready? I'm ready! Welcome back. Welcome. I'm saying welcome back to both you, Brian, and also all of our listeners. All of our listeners. And welcome back to me. Yeah, it's a good welcome. Very welcome. 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 Bienvenido. Bienvenido. That's how you say this time. Bienvenido. Happy to receive you. That's what I say with you. Welcome back. Welcome back. Happy to receive you. I'm happy to receive you as well. It's been a while. I'm, I apologize profusely, even though I'm told not to apologize. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think everyone's been toned down to apologize. Sure, sure. I know that women in general apologize a lot, too much. In fact, that's a, se- a conversation for a separate feminist. Our, our feminism and creativity podcast, podcast episode we did. Yeah. That I'm a contributor to. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I want to have that podcast. I'm very. I know. I have very complicated Past. feelings. We'll talk about something else. Yeah. Uh, yes, no apologies, but uh, it, for anybody who's new, and as a reminder to everybody who hasn't listened to this for a while. Welcome to the show. And Ready Go Podcast is all about creativity, creative projects. Creative process. Creative endeavors I like in to try to in- inject some... some some philosophy of, uh, you know, aesthetics and philosophy elements. Yeah, and, and uh, we like to talk about things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we haven't, and it, and it, it's been hard in the last month, of it, couple months. I blame on summer. Summer, yeah. It's in been super- summer. I don't know what song that is. Oh, that's because you haven't seen Frozen. Oh, yeah. I've never seen Frozen. That's the song of Snowman singing. Oh, is that like the end of Frozen? No, it's in the middle of it. Is he like wistfully dreaming of summer? Yeah. (laughs) Snowman is dreaming of summer? Yeah, he's like, oh, I always wish. I've never experienced summer, but it sounds so lovely. (laughs) And he dreams about summer. That's great. I I watch Frozen next year. I know you will. Um, Yeah, summer, I think, is lots of... There's just so much going on. There is a lot going on. There is a lot going on. Um, and then, uh, yeah. Though I can't put we're my finger... We're looking at things to blame it on. Yeah, I, that's I, what I, we're here for. I can't quite put my finger Lesson on what Lesson one what in creativity. When you don't do creative things, find something to blame it on. Find something Even if it's a season that yeah. happens, no matter what. Well, I got, I got a good, a few new reviews on Second Order this, yeah. this week. Um, one from a stranger, that was a couple weeks ago. Got one from uh, Stacy Hopkins, well, Stacy Vandermark. Is that a reference from high school? Yeah. The name I recognize, but probably somebody I couldn't pick out from that. Out of the blue. I mean, that's, to me, that sort of, that sort of review is actually even more valuable because, like, it's not like like I'm really that great friends with Stacy. Right. Right. So it's not like she owes me anything or, like, needs to be nice to me. Right. Right. We don't hang out. We don't, we're we're Facebook friends, but I don't see anything from her on my feed. So we can't be that good friends, right? Right. And so the fact that she liked it gave us four star reviews. You think that we... Uh, acquaintance in high school is more valuable, more valuable than a stranger? Yes. 
I do. Really? I would think that a stranger is like way more unsolicited. Yes, except for the stranger, like, reads and reviews lots of stuff. Sure, I guess that's true, yeah. And so it's like... I always like, when I see people doing things, I, I have a... I always feel compelled in giving, probably because I work in fundraising. Sure. That whenever anybody's doing, like, a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter or a, like, help this person with their medical bills mm -hmm. thing, uh, I always, even if I don't know very much, I always feel like I should give. And not always very much, I'll just, you know. Five Note days. to sell for to the audience. Yeah, if you're ever looking for money. Tammy is a sucker. <laughs> yes. Because I know how hard it is to ask. Sure. And, uh, and I know how much I appreciate it when people like three social circles out contribute to me. Sure. Uh, that is like, have oh. you ever done a GoFundMe? I never have. I mean, I mean, for my professional oh, fundraising. Sure, sure. sure. Um, I've, I've, I've been mixed feelings, but GoFundMe especially, where I feel like there's, it gets used for like people want to go on a trip to Europe. <laughs> right. Because right. like, um, right. Why? I understand if you, you know, suddenly were diagnosed some, with cancer. That's or one if thing. it were like some like educational thing that uh, once in a lifetime the, yeah. something, but like, or to pay off your credit card bills. Like, <laughs> like I don't know if that right warrants me giving you money um anyway but i'm all for the the kickstarter yeah and i the think patreon yeah i find kickstarter the other thing i always will do is any of like the petition ones if like somebody says sign this petition if i'm like even passively like yeah i believe that i'll sign it here yeah I'd i'm a sucker for signing petitions too because i don't ever sign petitions no you are not using your voice i'm <laughs> I guess not. I use it as a way. You know, I decided I hate, I hate bumper stickers. I hate personal mm -hmm. license plates, license plates, and I, I hate bumper stickers even more. Uh, but I realized the few ones that I don't hate, I've, I've come up with, I've seen two so far that I don't hate. One is see bicycles, an imperative of like, just see bicycles, be aware of who they are. I'm married to a cyclist and I, he's okay. been hit by a car and lots of people have been hit by cars and I hate cyclists on the road. Did um, you ever, did you ever, hear Ben Johnson's story about getting hit by a train? In Denmark or in, in, in the Netherlands? Netherlands? Yeah. Uh, I vaguely. He was on a, a bike and he, he got clipped by a train. That's he, terrifying. He spent, he spent the first two months of his mission in the hospital. That's awful. The second uh, the second bumper sticker I've seen that I like is vote, which is also, I realize, an imperative of like, I'm not telling you to vote one way or the other. I'm not supporting a political party. Just vote. See, bicycles makes more sense to be on a car than both sure. does. But I do think it's a good reminder, and that's why I sign petitions. Okay. All right. This is this has turned very political. It's uh, yeah. this episode. I've been watching a lot of the West Wing lately. Oh, well. It's bleeding into my life. That that happens. That happens. Things you consume. We'll go back and listen to That the, was our last episode, yeah. Episode. That wasn't last episode. It was a four, a four or five episodes ago. A while back. We talked about stuff. I don't know if you knew that, but we talked about stuff. Um, but yeah, so really I wanted to, we, we were talking about what this episode should be about and, and we were saying it should be about priorities and how, how the priorities that we set can kind of dictate, uh, you know, what we're able to accomplish mm -hmm. and what you set as important. Uh, like, you know, to me, laying on the couch is really important. Mm -hmm. I need to have my laying on the couch time. That's, not really true. that's something that I've been thinking a lot about because you know, we just had a baby sure. four months ago. And uh, one thing that I 
I frequently have a lot of guilt around just sitting around laying mm-hmm. on the couch sitting around, which if any of you have ever been on maternity leave or know people who have had babies, you do a lot of sitting. I assume that most people know somebody who's <laughs> had a baby. Or, like, you know, not just know someone who's had a baby, but, like, know what, like, the, sure. you know. Yeah, most people do. I'm sure that everybody knows somebody. I, I hadn't until before this. I hadn't really, like, been in the thick of mater- maternity, like, post-baby. In the circle? Yeah, like, those first few months. But you do a lot of sitting around. Part of that is because your body's, you know, adjusting to things. And uh, part of it is because you're, you know, you got this little baby. And I frequently will feel bad about sitting, um, but I've had, like, probably a 100 in the last four months. I mean, easily. Strangers, friends, acquaintances tell me, oh, just soak it in. Just cuddle that baby and just, just sit and don't feel bad about it. And it's been actually really good because there have been a number of times where I thought, okay, I'm, I need to go get, get up and do something. I can't just be sitting, sitting here. But for me, it's a priority right now, mm-hmm. as instructed by at least a hundred strangers, friends, and acquaintances, right. to soak it in. This is something that's really important. Yeah, I don't have that excuse. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure what my excuse is. Summer. That's right. In summer. Um. The. Yeah. I. I. I got. I had a little bit of writer's block. I think was part of it. I was struggling with the scene that I was writing. With. You know, and I always, I always have this guilt about games that are half finished that I feel like, mm-hmm. like oh, I really want to get this done, or I want to do something with this, and right. And sometimes it feels frustrating, like I have these things that are that I haven't been able, I'm not doing anything with. Why start another thing? Mm-hmm. But yet I do inevitably. Right. Like, can I tell you the your, a, you a, a, new, a new adventure that's yeah. going to happen? So last night I get a text from a friend of mine who is a big theater person. Okay. And she says, she says, oh, this person in the stake, did you know that the stake is putting on uh, a, a musical next next year? Okay. And so they're starting like pre-planning like, production okay. stuff. They're, yeah, they're getting the rights to Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Okay. Our stake, our stake and she said, and I just got asked to, to do the music. So if you want to be involved, you should call Shari Bennett, this other person. And I and I think, oh, that might be kind of fun to be involved with, but I'm not going to go out of my way. Sure. I'm not going to call Shari Bennett. Maybe if Shari Bennett calls me. Right. So, lo and behold, Shari Bennett, Shari Bennett first leads with, I just read your book and I reviewed it. Mm. That's the other person who reviewed it. Very smart, sorry, Bennett. Yeah, she's she's a wise one. And then you're listening, sorry, Bennett. Review this, and you can probably get Brian to do some more things. Yeah, she's 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 she knows how to push my button. Uh, That I guess Trek was another. Anyway, uh, anyway, so I chat. I had a chat with her this morning because she uh, sent me text saying, "Hey, call me when you have a chance." So I will be directing this. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she's pro- Shari's producing it. Uh, Lee is doing the is in charge of the music, and I am stage director. Have you ever stage directed? I've never I've never done anything like that. And that is a riot. And so, but I mean, sure. it's, it's it's but Shari has and Lee has, and you're they. Good, so you're in good company. I, I feel like they know what they're doing. Yeah. And um. I mean, they have they have a decent budget, and they and it's and they're pulling. They've got they've they're got a bunch they're of people on board. Yeah. And it's happening. This is not this is not a 
uh, half-hearted musical they're putting on. They're right. Trying it, to do it real. Right. And, I mean, they're purchasing the rights to mm. do to, to do two weeks yeah. of, of Joseph. And the technical and the technical group. Uh, yeah, so that's, so that's happening. So, coming back to this idea of priority. <laughs> yeah. One thing that I find, so there's, there's two things that happen when we get really busy. It's one of two ways I find. One is you burn out. Right. And the alternative is you get hyperproductive. Sure. And I, I feel like I've seen that in my life where I, there are times when I am just like to the max. I have too much going on. I have not, I mean, not too much going on. I have so much going on, but I, uh, I get it all done and I'm like just like firing things off. If you ask me to do something, I do it. And I, you know, I am working on creative projects. I'm working on professional projects about family time. I just like do it. And that I think comes down to there's this saying that our mom says. I don't know if you've heard her say this. If you want something done, ask someone busy. That, I, I haven't heard that. That's a good expression. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think it's really true that if you've got a lot going on, your brain is already in this place where you have to prioritize everything. Yeah. And so that means even prioritizing downtime. I know that when I have been really super busy, um, where all I feel like all my day, all my minutes of every single day are used up with something whether that's you know recreation or otherwise um but that's something that i I, it's amazing what you can go through yeah i found that with when heather was working she tended to get a lot more done than she does now yeah and not saying that she doesn't get plenty done right it's not a criticism it's just that it's and i think i think that's human nature thing i find myself like that right now with a new baby and now i've just started working again part-time um as i've added working part-time, I've become more productive, even though I technically should have less time to to do other things, Uh, but I'm not. And then I'm looking at adding, you know, a handful of other things, and it's it's good to have that structure. Sure. But I think you get to this this point where there's this question of, uh, of priorities where what will burn you out, you know, how how do you, and how do you tell what is going to be what is going to tip you from being hyperproductive to like wanting to just land a couch right. all the time? Well, let's let's take a quick break, um, and and we'll come back. Let's talk about how to be more, more how uh, to set your priorities. How to set your priorities straight. Yeah. Do it alone. I can't do it alone. 
She's tougher than leather. I just ignored all the tales of past life. Still, conversation deserves but a bread knife. And punks would laugh when they saw us together. But they didn't know how to dress for the weather. I could still see them, they're huddled on Aster. Snow falling slow to the sound of the master. The gloves are off, the wisdom teeth are out. What's she on about? I feel it in my bones. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome back again. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could go through different languages. Again. I don't know that many. You'd think. You'd see it at airports all the time. Yeah. Different expressions. Different... Anyway. Research for later. Yeah, that's on the next. We'll call that pretty low we'll on a, my priority we'll have list. A whole, we'll have a whole podcast that I always say is welcome in different languages. <laughs> um, so we were talking about priorities and the challenge of of making time for everything without getting burnt out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that I have a have a tendency to. Um, what is it? I feel like there's a saying around the idea like you're. Your, burning candle at both ends? No, I was going to say your, your eyes are bigger oil. than your stomach. Sure. When like, you fill your plate up yeah, yeah, yeah. too much, like at a buffet or something like that. Like, ooh, I want some of this, I want some of this. And I have a tendency to do that because I have a little tummy. You do have a little tummy. And, uh, But I think that I have a tendency to do that in life, too, where I think, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. I can take that on. Yeah, I could do this, I could do that. And I, I think that on the one hand... I really do firmly believe in saying yes, that it's important to say sure. yes. If you can do it, do it. Um, that being said, uh, understanding that with taking something on, it, it does have to mean less time for other things. Yeah. And that that can be okay. You know, that, that life is a matter of shifting priorities. That for me, just having the baby, that has very much taken away time from professional projects and then some creative projects, but it's also allowed time for new creative projects and kind of a different professional uh, insight than I've had before. Uh, and that I think one of the creative challenges that we have is is kind of riding that wave and being intentional about saying, all right, where am I in my life right now? What am I going to do less of so that I can take on these more things or sure. so I can focus on these things? I think I think that is wise on one hand, but I think that you'll pro- you'd probably find that super uber successful people oh those people which are not you or i uh might say the opposite right uh and by successful i mean by you know financially financially or critical success often comes from people who are relentless who are rent and and they sacrifice right they'll say this is the thing that is important And this is there's, there's always a, sing, be a single-mindedness, right? And I and I and so I think that the amount your priorities determine the kind of outcome, sure. right? And so, I, and I think that that is probably somewhere in the root of priority, right? Mm-hmm. Is 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 first what comes first, right? And the and the and the outcome of what you decide first is going to come first. It's going to is going to paint the picture of who you are mm-hmm. and, what, and what it is that you are about. 
And so I, and I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, well, my family comes first. Now that mm-hmm. I have a baby, the baby comes first. And that's, that is a decision that millions of people make. Right. And there's nothing wrong in, in saying that. And then there's a, there's a few that'll say, you know, say like, yes, I have a child, but my, my, you know, my brand or my companies. Right. And I think those big priorities are easier. I think that the big priorities we have, it's easier to say, oh, well, you know, family comes first before this, or, you know, it's my relationship comes before my business or maybe the reverse. But what comes first? Buffalo fish police (laughs) or uh, my little platypus animals? Right. And I think that that's the challenge is, you know, when you take your ba- you take your big things that you have to do and that are an obvious priority right. for me, my family, my faith, my, you know, the things that are not going to go away and it's non-negotiable and you, it leaves a certain amount of time and energy at the end of the day or the week or the month. You know, I say, all right, well, I've got this, I've got this extra time and extra energy. What can I allocate that for? And I think that sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm of the belief that um, a full life means a varied life, and it means that even if you're inching along with some of your projects, that sometimes you can be inching, and then you know maybe next year something will happen with uh, you know one of your games where you get a you'll ha- fall into a partnership, or you know it will become more of a priority. You'll finish your book, and then you know, right. and then you can take some project that's been simmering a little bit more and and flesh it out. Um, and I think we have to be really honest with ourselves with what our capacity is. I don't sure. know. Sure. I, I, well, I think I think honesty of capacity is definitely a key to priorities too. Um, I think that sometimes people, I think it's easy to fool ourselves in thinking that we have things that are of equal priority. Yeah. But I don't. I think that just like we fool ourselves in thinking that we can multitask. <laughs> right. Right. Like multitask isn't what it sounds like it is. You can't really do two things at once. Like you can kind of go fast between them. Right. um, With the exception of things like, you know, uh, patting your head and rubbing your belly or whatever. Like you can't can't do that. You can't do that? No. Well, what about walk and chew gum? Can you do that? That I can do. Uh, The, but, but, when you when you multitask, you you aren't truly doing those two things. You're just kind of quickly going back and forth. Right. right? When I think setting priorities, I mean, I think of just recently. So during maternity, I, I took on this project. I decided I wanted to start this little import business, and I kind of got I got part of the way through, and I have you know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing, and kind of have it all sort of pieced together. Um, and there's a few major steps that I. I have, I got to, and whether you call it writer's block, or I think for me, there's a lot of fear of commitment of like, okay, if I'm doing this, I'm doing it. Right. Uh, And I had to really be real with myself about saying, all right, is this a priority? Because if I go through these steps, usually where there's money involved or like commitment to other people involved, where it's not just me dabbling, uh, I'm going to, I have to... I have to like be committed to this. Yeah, I have to be all into this priority. And so I kind of like eased off and said, all right, well, I'm going to just work on some other things for a while. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Let me figure this out. And just recently, I realized in the spirit of being honest with myself that like this is a priority. This is something I want to do. And it's something that it's worth it for me to be all in with 
and uh and that's a good that's a good thing yeah and that it means that there'll be other things that i won't be doing but that's okay like what what are some things that have gotten guitar lessons guitar lessons oh because the ones that i gave you were insufficient they were a good starter i see how it is they were a really good starter brian gave me guitar lessons for christmas several years ago and it was great but um i like I gave, it was me doing the lessons. Yeah, it wasn't that I paid you didn't like for pay for professional. it, which was good. I think my problem with guitar lessons is that I suck at strumming, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like you're great at teaching music theory and the chords and a lot of the other things that I get now. But the strumming part, like you didn't know how to teach me, and maybe no one else will know how to teach me, and I'll be a bad strummer forever. Um, but I decided this year that I wanted to take like a month's worth of guitar lessons, and it's not going to happen just yet, and that's okay. Okay. It's okay if my guitar collects dust for a little while longer. That's something that's not going to happen. Okay. Um, well, I think we're we're coming we're running out of time here. Call to action. That's about yeah. I, I would say that that consistent with the theme of the episode, the call to action would be uh, take a look at the things that you're working on and do a, a hard evaluation of whether you have them prioritized correctly mm-hmm. and whether or not there are things that uh, should be lower priority that are hindering those things that are higher priority. And I think that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. I think I think we we uh, can you know latch on to something because it's easy mm-hmm. or because it's in our face or because it's you know it's low hanging fruit. It's less scary. It's less scary and those things We're less are, requires less personal and the, and but it, but it's less but it's also less rewarding or it's less mm-hmm. good it's not the thi- it's not really the thing that you want to be doing and so i think that that that's the call to action is is look at what you're doing and 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 try to enumerate those things projects you're working on or things in your life and see if there's something that you need to reevaluate also, write a review of Brian's book, also, Second Order. Also, and you know, and if you didn't like it, that's fine. Uh, Three star reviews, welcome. Yep, yep. Let's not do any one stars. <laughs> that's I don't want any of those. But I actually, when I'm reading things, when I'm reading reviews of things, I almost always will just look at the three star reviews. Oh, interesting. That's that's a good. Because one star reviews are mostly people who are pissed off about something stupid, right? Most of the time, five star reviews. It's like everybody likes something. Three star reviews usually get like the to the heart of like man it was like pretty good but with these problems or like man it was like not that great but it had these redeeming qualities whether well, that's a sure. product or a book or anything. Sure, like, I I tend to value the uh, negative reviews on Rotten Tomatoes more than the positive ones because they tell me more about what was wrong. Right, with the movie. right. Because I assume that something's going to be wrong, and if you just figure out what it is, then you can then you can go in with the right expectations. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well. Hopefully it won't be another three months before we... are reprioritizing. We... Yes, this is part of what's And going on. in the last several months, this has fallen to the... Wayside. Wayside. And it's ready to get back on. And choke my thorns. Yeah. Till next time. All right, bye-bye. To see for certain What I thought I knew Far, far away Someone was weeping, but the world was sleeping. Any dream will do. I wore my coat 
shining, wonderful and of drums, a flash of light, my golden coat flew out of sight, the colors faded.